It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. After someone asks you what it's like to live in Seattle, look at them sideways. Wonder if they know that the state is larger than just that. How do you describe the Tri-Cities to them? But first... Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA, hour number two. Robert Francis at Dawson, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, via email as well at 610KONA.com. You can shoot us an email uh, with your thoughts, not to mention on Twitter, at Bottom Line 610, where our poll question for today which of these two Seahawks players released today by the team was more instrumental in the team's Super Bowl success? Was it wide receiver Doug Baldwin or safety Cam Chancellor? That's a tough one. Well, it might be for you. Oh, it's not. Well, I'm a defense wins championships kind of guy. I hear you. I played defense. So to me, I hear you. To me, when you stop them from scoring, that's what matters. I get it. I I, I totally and, get it. And for but me, I, I don't it was think. Cam. Okay, uh, it, it is not as easy for me. Uh, you have Cam Chancellor, who, um, I mean, <laughs> dude could hit. I mean, <laughs> dude, I mean, he was he he, he was he, the biggest hitter that I've seen on that team since number forty-five. Kenny Easley. Easy, I, yeah. Well, I was going to say, Cam Chancellor was. A throwback to the Raiders and Steelers of the seventies, and a little bit into the eighties, but mostly the seventies. Just a big, big hitter, and uh, so I mean, when he made hits at home, the stadium erupted as if we had just scored a touchdown. Right, I mean. Just his hits were were just huge, and then you have Doug Baldwin, who is, you know, the quintessential Seahawk. You know, we 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 recently had a chance to both talk to and meet Steve Largent. I'm not saying Doug Baldwin is Steve Largent. However, I, um... however, the stories are similar. The undersized, underappreciated played with a chip on the shoulder, came up with big catches. That's the parallel I'm drawing. Nowhere, I, Please, don't hear me. Doug Baldwin is, is not anywhere close to the level of, that Steve Largent was. But for those reasons that I laid out, also a fan favorite, and he, he made some incredible catches. He did things that, you know, most people couldn't do. And, and he played with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, the first couple of years in Seattle, they called him Angry Doug. I mean, that was his that was the moniker. He was angry all the time because he played with a chip on his shoulder. And I, I think for for different reasons, they are both huge fan favorites. And 
may possibly both end up in, in the Seahawks ring of honor. Maybe. Both had their Seahawks careers come to an end today as the team officially announcing uh, their release, both for medical reasons. Um, you 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 kind of figured Cam Chancellor that was coming. I mean, he sat out all last year, and people wondered why uh, the team held a roster spot for him um, because he he never even suited up. But he was on the sidelines all the time, and there was a thought, and maybe there still is a thought that he might get into an assistant coaching role somewhere. Uh, there were there was some talk uh, about that, uh, but I think there was still hope that Doug Baldwin could come back. Um, that, you know, yeah, he had a couple of surgeries. He had two or three surgeries uh, in the off season. But I think there was still that hope that he might be able to return for another year or two, but could not uh, get cleared medically. Neither of them could. Both of them failed their physical, and so both were released today. Jim and Wash Tuckna uh, just sent us an email. Don't know if you can say which was more impactful, but I do think the biggest surprise career-wise is Doug Baldwin. Think about how many undrafted wide receivers go on to have uh, the career that he did. I think both will retire from pro football in the near future. I think I speak for all Seahawks fans when I thank them for their efforts and accomplishments to Seahawks and wish them both long, healthy lives going forward. Um, and um, Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the I guess probably the where should I go with this? Jim Jim said that that Doug Baldwin's career trajectory was a little more uh, unforeseen than Cam Chancellor. Remember, Cam Chancellor spent a couple of years in Canada in the, in the CFL. Yeah. And so he was playing professionally, just not in the NFL, after college. And he honed his skills there and then, you know, came to the Seahawks. Uh, so was he completely off the radar you know, maybe I, th- there are two different things. I, I think they're two different things. And I don't know that, you know, how many how many Canadian Football League players make it in the NFL? Warren Moon. Not many. Doug Flutie. Doug. Rocket Ishmael. Okay. Out of, out of how many that have tried? You know, you named three. Well, but let's keep in mind. And let's be honest, Warren Moon played Canada because nobody was going to have a black starting quarterback in the NFL. At I that time. think that was a big, okay. big part of it. That, that's number one. Yeah, it wasn't for lack of talent. That's for sure. No, he was a standout at UW, and he, he was a stud at Edmonton. Oh yeah, for, took, for many it, years. It took Jerry Glanville, yeah, in Houston mm-hmm. to finally turn around and say, "What the heck are people? Into? Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what's Why going are on we here? Passing on this right. guy." Doug Flutie was too short. Right. But Doug Flutie won everywhere. Doug Flutie won in the USFL. Doug Flutie, you know, he went from the USFL at a season or two in the NFL, didn't do all that great, goes to Canada, has record-setting careers in Canada, comes back and just, you know, wins football games at the NFL level. You know, Rocket Ishmael was a different story. He went right out of college because he was offered part ownership of the Toronto Argonauts, and the Argonauts wanted to try and, yeah, you know, the CFL wanted to try and gain something yeah. uh, on the NFL at that time, so they offered him a deal he couldn't refuse. And did going to Canada hurt Ishmael's career? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. 
It hurt Rocket Ishmael's career. He had an okay NFL career, but nothing worth writing home about. That's right. Because there were quite a few years he wasted up in, in the Canadian Football League. It didn't and you improve know, him. And, and, you know, they there are people that said the same thing about Cam Chancellor. It's like, why did he spend a couple of years in Canada? This guy can hit. This guy is a big-time defender. You know, he's tall, hits big. Um, so-so coverage, and that's why he went to Canada. It was his so-so coverage. I mean, if he had a beat on you, you were you, you were toast. Well, think about this. But he got beat a lot, too, on coverage. Well, but think about this, too. The, the, the wider field up in Canada. Yeah. You come onto an NFL field, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like going and playing on a uh, going from playing on a nine foot pool table to a seven foot pool table. <laughs> All of a sudden, the angles look a heck of a lot nicer, yeah. And so you're able to come in and drill in, and I think that's why Cam Chancellor had such an immediate impact, yeah, on the Seahawks defense. Is well, the field's a little bit narrower, yeah. Yeah, he, he here was, we go. He was he was very good in Canada, but he wasn't a household name necessarily in Canada, like a Warren Moon or a Doug Flutie. And he comes to Seattle and does his thing there. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Our poll question on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Which of the two Seahawks players released today? had more impact, was more instrumental in the team's Super Bowl success, the the two, the back-to-back trips, the one win and the one <clears throat> loss, Cam Chancellor, Doug Baldwin. Going to take a timeout. 547-1610, if you'd like to uh, give us your take via phone, you can do so via email. Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. This hour brought to you in part by Perfection Tire with four Tri-Cities locations to serve you. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509-547-1610. This is the bottom line news radio 610 KONA at Dawson, Rob Francis, and you. 547-1610 is the number to call to uh big time Seahawks released by the team earlier today, both for medical reasons, both failing their uh recent physicals, uh, both coming off of uh pretty significant injuries and or surgeries. And uh Doug Baldwin, receiver, and safety cam chancellor. Uh, are no longer Seahawks, or at least active Seahawks. Which one had the bigger impact on the team's success over the last handful of years, most notably the Super Bowl championship and then the uh, Super Bowl loss the the next year, that that group, um, Cam Chancellor or Doug Baldwin? And you're going with the defense. Yeah, absolutely. I, to, to me, it's Chancellor. Um because I think when you look at Doug Baldwin's emergence as a wide receiver, that 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 was the beginning of it. You know, he was not. I don't think he was established as that that go to option for Russell Wilson quite yet. I think in the years that followed those two Super Bowl appearances, he that's when he established himself as that. 
you know, because people were for for years said the Seahawks are comprised of a of a of a number two and a bunch of number three wide receivers. That's right. Baldwin didn't really establish himself. I don't my my opinion until a couple of years after that Super Bowl loss. Um, Chancellor was a huge part from the beginning. I mean, just from the very beginning, you did not go across the middle on that Seahawk defense unless you wanted to get hit by a truck. And yeah. that truck was Cam Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Now, Earl Thomas threw some heavy ones down as well. Sure, but only because people had their head on a swivel looking for Chancellor, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the, the hits that Earl Thomas laid that were heavy were by... They, they 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 were by coincidence. I mean, Earl Thomas was a great tackler, but not not that not that pounder of a hitter. Cam Chancellor was the pile driver. Oh yeah, he was the guy that came across, took your head off. And just a, a, a brief side note: think of those the 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 Legion of Boom. Think of you you had. Sherman, who was really good in coverage. I mean, he would blanket a guy. Not a big hitter, not a super great tackler, but he was a blanket coverage guy. Chancellor, like you said, provided the boom. And Earl uh, was an excellent tackler. Not a great hitter, okay hitter, excellent tackler. The three of those guys were exceptional in one area. Collectively, that's why they were Legion and Boom and why their defense took them to those champions. That defense with those three guys in the back end and Russell Wilson at quarterback. And yeah, the, all the complimentary pieces. And you're right, Doug Baldwin, his emergence, he was starting to be on the rise with those Super Bowl teams. He became much better after it. Um, I don't know. When you... I, I think... I think it, what it is for me, and I, I can't make up my mind. I, I, I'm sorry. I just I can't. I guess it, you put a gun to my head, I'll go with with Doug. But it's it's not by much. To me, the difference is when you start talking about most influential or of the two, whom was better, who had uh, the biggest impact, I guess you got to go to the resume. When you think back to those teams— do you think it what what sticks out in your mind? Is it a Cam Chancellor hit or is it a Doug Baldwin catch? Doug Baldwin made some incredible catches that somebody of his size and stature should not make. Cam Chancellor also I mean, if he did what he did out on the street and not on a football field, he would have been arrested 20 times. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Chris from Richland. Hi, Chris. What's up? Got a little different perspective on this. Um, it's kind of hard to choose either one of those just because of the key individuals they were at their times. The Legion of Boom, you guys can't forget about Browner, even though he's kind of went to the wayside. But Sherman wasn't the greatest defensive player. But you put all four of those guys together, they were unbeatable. They complemented each other to the end. Um, the reason why... Uh, uh, Sherman got away with a lot of things he did is because people were afraid to come across the middle because they knew they were going to have to deal with abnormally large defensive safeties um, and the speed alone between them. 
so I think you know, the accumulation is what made them guys so great as individuals. Um, again, it's really hard. I don't think you can choose between Baldwin or, or, or Chancellor. It's just it's too tough. They're both great in their own ways. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, thanks the call. for the call. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Uh, you know, I know it's easy for you, and that's and that's totally cool. And, and make, it's not easy for me. Slice. I, I, I hear you. I I, I can't. Um, it's boy, like somebody turned. Like somebody turned around to me and said that uh, Steve that Steve Largent wasn't the greatest Seahawk of all time, and and my head went on a swivel, and I said, "What? How how is that even? How can you even make that statement? It's it's not possible. There there is no other Seahawk that at this point in time in the history of the franchise comes well, closer compares to Steve Largent." Um, well, I, don't even say Doug Baldwin. No, 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 no. I would say Russell Wilson. I would say Russell Wilson. And you know how I feel about Steve Largent. Uh, is, 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 is Russell Wilson, has, has he supplanted Largent as the face of the franchise? No, it's not the face of the franchise. I wouldn't even go so far as to say Wilson's, Wilson, Wilson's a career has come anywhere close to Largent's. Hmm. Well, again, not comparing the same let's positions. See what, let's but, see what kind of numbers he puts up in a losing season. Yeah, well, that could come this year. Well, but, but, but that, <laughs> that, we'll, we'll probably get that answer sooner rather than later. But again, I will, I will forever make the argument. Look up the numbers that Largent put up during losing seasons. Yes. The guy was the only target. He was the yep. only offensive weapon, and he still consistently, year in and year out, delivered the same high quality numbers. Let's see what Russell Wilson does on in a losing record. Let's see okay. what his interception to touchdown ratio is. Let's see what his completion percentage is. We have he, se- he, we have seen him where he has been the only offensive weapon. Yeah, and he ran he was ninety seven percent part of the offense, running and passing That's and everything right. else. But but let's let's see and by the way, they made the playoffs that year. Um let's see where he is when there is a stretch of losing. Yeah. And let's see how it impacts his performance. Didn't impact Largent's performance at all. You're absolutely correct. And I at this at this point in time, I would put Russell Wilson second. Uh but that's, I think I think he's gaining fair. I think he's gaining ground. He's got a Super Bowl ring and I think he's gaining ground. And you know, you know, Rob, the affinity I, I have for Steve Largent. He's still number one. Hey, but but if Dave you know, Craig and, didn't have a case of the fumbles, <laughs> well, there's that on a regular basis. There's that. There's that. Larger may have had a Super Bowl ring too. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I I've got the image in my mind again that the AFC Championship game with the Raiders. It's it haunts me. Oh but, yeah, fingers, Craig. You know. Yeah, it haunts me. Um, go check out the poll question on Twitter at Bottom Line Six Ten. Cast your vote. Uh, for uh, whom, between Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor, uh, was more instrumental, most defined the Super Bowl teams for the Seahawks, both, again, released today uh, by the team. And looking at the statement by the team, begrudgingly let them go. I mean, Cam Chancellor held a roster spot all last year, didn't come close to putting the pads on. You, You know how dedicated the team was to him and certainly to to Doug Baldwin as well. But both coming off injuries, both failed physicals, and both uh, 
were jettisoned. You know, Craig should have walked past Lester Hayes a handful of times before that game. He wouldn't have dropped anything. <laughs> Got to stick him. Oh, yeah. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610-KONA. Now this hour brought to you in part by Ben Franklin Transit, connecting our communities. You can visit them at bft.org. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA 547 If you want to be a part of the program, you can also email us at 610KONA.com. Twitter at bottom line 610. Twitter poll question today. Who had the most impact during the Super Bowl success of the Seahawks? Was it Doug Baldwin? Was it Cam Chancellor? Both players released by the team today uh, due to failed physicals. End of an era there for them. Uh, and for the team, so we wanted to throw out there who you thought would was the uh, the most impactful of the two players during that time. And uh, have you called Jason Hogue with American Family Church yet? No, I haven't. You need to call him. <laughs> you gave me the eye roll, too. Uh, well, I wow. did, because as we were talking about all the, the different ways you could save, not to mention... All the different things that Jason covers with American Family Insurance. He's on Road 68 in Pasco, right behind IHOP. Because you know all the stuff that's on Road 68. It's like usually you you get you, the the easiest way to give that Road 68 address is the store that's closest to the street, and then you're far back. To, you're right. He's, he's like, you turn in past IHOP and go straight back, and you'll find <laughs> Jason's American Family Insurance off Road 68. But all the different ways he can help you save, all the different policies that, that, that Jason has for all different aspects of your life. Great staff, and it's so much better to deal with somebody in person. It's so much easier to talk to a human being when it comes to insurance decisions. Jason Hogue, American Family Insurance, Road 68 in Pasco. Uh, stop by and see him. Call his office. Again, talking to a person when dealing with insurance is so much easier and so much better than going through a broker or, or an automated phone system. You will be happy you did. You don't like the phone trees? I hate phone trees. <laughs> I'm, I'm the you. guy that when he dials the national company and he gets the the automated person, just starts saying operator, 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 <laughs> operator. Yep. <laughs> well, what can we help you with, operator? Well, well, did you tell us a little more detail, operator? Yeah. It's all the detail person, you need. Human, human being. Yeah. <laughs> Someone ended, with a pulse. Well, then it depends on if it's during the week or on the weekend, because sometimes if it's on the weekend, you're better off talking to the machine. Yeah. Anyway, Jason Hogue, though. Yes, good over-the-phone help on the weekend. It's hard to find. True. Very, Very true. much so. So one of the things that we've, we've always thought interesting, and, and, and particularly being a transplant to this community, when I moved out here, I lost track of how many people asked me what it was like to live in Seattle. <laughs> From your friends back east? Yeah. Uh. Family. <laughs> oh, how Seattle? Wouldn't know. <laughs> well, don't you live in Washington State? Yeah, it's called Washington State, not Seattle State. Yeah. Well, well, where's Seattle in regards to you? 
Uh, about four and a half hours west. What? It's Yeah, it's not like here where you can go to three cities in four hours. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's three cities? Bit, oh, three, three states? Well, more than three states, but you could go from... You can drive uh, from Pennsylvania to Massachusetts in less than four hours. Yeah. No, go, I know. Go through New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, whole New England area, that. you could cover, I mean, you could you could probably visit like seven states in the amount of time and effort to cross, that you would cross Montana. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I get the, what's it like to live in Seattle and, you know, laugh. Yeah. And then said, "Well, well, how do you deal with all that rain? We don't get any rain. Well, what do you mean you don't get any rain? Right. Live in the desert. There's a desert in Washington. Yeah, yeah. There's a desert in Washington. Live in a basin. Actually, it's a really interesting weather setup. Columbia River. Oh, the Columbia Columbia River. That's the one Lewis and Clark went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're, you're getting warm. There we, we are. Now we're getting there. <laughs> Live right off the Columbia River. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful place. Great community. Wonderful place to live, and it's nowhere near Seattle. <laughs> All good things. All good things. <laughs> nowhere near Seattle. But what are you close to? Oh, about an hour and a half south of Spokane. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spokane. No, it's Spokane. <laughs> About a half hour north of Oregon. Oh, really? You're that close to the border? Yeah, we're that close to the border. That close in southeastern Washington, Oregon. So Spokane <laughs> and Seattle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Spokane and Seattle. Love that. But but again, I mean, look. About an hour and a half from Yakima. Oh, the Palm Springs of Washington. Yeah. Everybody knew that right <laughs> off the bat. Yep. Palm Springs of Washington. Uh, Jonah Rose said, yeah, me and my wife went to Leavenworth in, in October. What? For what? Did you get in trouble? No, yeah. not that Leavenworth. <laughs> yeah, not not the the prison. Tells you what people know about it, but but wow. but again, I mean, look, there there and, is a and, point to this that we're there is. getting and, to. And, and the thing is, when I got when I when I got, I truly realized and began to empathize with Seattle sports fans once I started getting those questions. Okay, now I understand why you all have a chip on your shoulder, because you are sports Siberia. We are Siberia, basically, for the rest of the United States. Nobody knows anything about this state with the exception of Seattle. Yeah. That's it. That's Seattle. right. Mm-hmm. And the occasional funny news story that hits somebody's morning show. But if somebody is going to ask you about the Tri-Cities, how do you describe this? How do you describe the area? Yeah. How do you describe the area to somebody who doesn't know? What do you tell them about the Tri-Cities? Someone that's a typical, oh, the state of Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you describe the Tri-Cities? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, first of all, the the do it kind of depends on, on the kind of person that you're talking to. Are you talking to somebody who's at least familiar with the Northwest or the West, or are you talking to somebody from Florida that has no clue whatsoever about anything in the Northwest? You know, the, and that'll, and that'll depend on the answer. I mean, do you name the three cities? Would that help? Probably not. Probably not. In most cases, um, you say, do you say something like, well, Southeastern Washington state, um, you know, a couple hours south of Spokane. 
Now that might get a few people. You, you might get you that that might be a reference for some people. Do you explain it geographically? Do you explain it, you know, as to what it has to offer? And when you get the puzzled looks on the people's faces, uh, you know, how do you do that? 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Look, there's tens and maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on putting the Tri-Cities on the map. Oh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> whether it's for the golf, for the wine, for the weather, you know, the whole 300 days of sunshine, uh, you know, people, for some people, it's Hanford, for better or for worse, that's identified, you know, that the Tri-Cities has identified with. How do you identify yourself being from this region? 547-1610, You can email us to go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and fill out the form, and that, uh, that'll that send an email to us. So, See, I've done this, and I've had to answer these questions enough that I don't use the geography. Yeah. The, I don't bother. I start with the... Um, Not Seattle. <laughs> well, I get to that point because, okay. because the, eventually the question is... I know oh, that's really. the most important thing for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you know, no humidity, golf 10 months out of the year, you know... Every once in a while, we got a harsh winter. Of course, that's been two out of the last three. A little bit abnormal there. Yeah, climate but, change, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, the way I describe it is is usually in in the benefits, the offers, the features, the sunshine, the, you know, the the low crime, all the, all the, mm-hmm. the wonderful things. And then usually I'll get the, <clears throat> so what's the rest of Seattle like? <laughs> and that's when I turn around and hit the geography end of it. Yeah, right. Or, you know, there's a desert in Washington. Or what do you do with all the rain? It's like, don't you guys have a really high suicide rate? No, that's Seattle. That's right. Isn't that where all the serial killers are born? No, that's Seattle. Seriously, people, get a map. Really? I, <laughs> it is, it, it's, it's, it's so... Look at a map. When you if If you come from someone else... Or come from somewhere else. You know what I'm talking about. Because when you go back home or you go back somewhere to visit, you get it constantly. You get that question that nobody knows anything about Washington other than Seattle. Most other states at least have like a couple of cities. For some reason, we don't. We got one. That's it. You know, Spokane is starting to get recognized, you know, whether it be Gonzaga or whatever that's helped elevating Spokane. Uh but you're right. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. How do you answer that question? Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline. 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed. Presented by McCary Meets in Basin City on News Radio 610. K-O-N-A. This hour brought to you in part by the Kitchen Creators at Bunch Finnegan, making your dream kitchen come true at 9 East Columbia Drive in Kennewick. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Craig from Kennewick. Hi, Craig. Hey. What's on your mind? Well, you know, when someone asks me about uh, Seattle, I just explain to them that there's a mountain range that divides the 
state, and I live on the normal side. <laughs> That's a good I agree one. with that. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Steve from Ben City. Hi, Steve. Hey, my, my phone call is mostly for Rob. Uh, many years ago, I was in the service, Air Force. And everywhere I went, every time I said I was from this state, they asked if it was real rainy here. And I would tell them, no, I lived in the desert. And they couldn't believe there was a desert. Uh huh. So that relates to Rob. Now, Rob's a foreigner, right? He came here from somewhere else, right? Yep, I'm a transplant. Okay, so you're pronouncing the, the name of the state wrong. It's Washington? Everybody knows this Washington man. That's oh it. my gosh! <laughs> Appreciate the call. I think five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You know, it's it's funny because <laughs> we were talking on the break that before I had ever heard of Seattle, I heard of Walla Walla first. Back in Philly, you heard about Walla Walla. Walla Walla first, and why was that? Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh. See, you know, it, it used to be, um, you know, a punchline for, you know, for like national comedians because of the name Walla Walla Washington, right? It's it, it's kind of silly they, sounding, they, I guess, if you're not it, used to it. They used it in a couple of Bugs Bunny cartoons. One was at the end of like reading the, the news reporter thing from Walla Walla Washington. Yeah. And then another one I think was the, was the baseball one. Oh yeah, was uh, I think you're right. Was, was was the baseball one that uh, that they mentioned Walla yeah. Walla? So I knew a Walla Walla when I was a little kid. <laughs> thanks to Bugs Bunny. Nice. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is John Collins, and and I love it because where I work, we get a lot of imports, right? That people from Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit. All the people that have lived uh, on the East Coast, and they come out here and and they end up in the desert, right? And they say, "Well, what the heck is there to do here?" So what I do is I wait till August and I invite them to go camping with me to pick huckleberries. And after they spend five hours to get half a cup of huckleberries, they realize that uh, when people are charging $12 for a little tiny jar, they're happy because uh, they will never go pick huckleberries again. That's true. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 547-1610-509-547-1610. When you are describing the Tri-Cities in this region to somebody who's not familiar with uh, you, you 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 run into somebody on a business trip in Texas. Hey, where are you from? The Tri Cities. What is that? You know, people might know the Quad Cities in the uh, in the Upper Midwest, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, but and there is a what's coined the Tri Cities in like Northeast Tennessee. Yes. Um, what I came at Johnson 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 City. Yeah, some of the other. I don't know. But so there is that Tri Cities. How do you describe where it is that you live or and or are from? Five four seven one six ten is the number here on the bottom line. 
It's funny because for obviously coming from the East Coast, especially outside of a big city, the ideological spectrum is a little bit it's bent in a little bit of a different direction. So uh, I have a a couple of relatives that are very, very, uh, very far to the left. <laughs> okay, and uh, wonderful people, but they're just very far to the left. And so one time they asked me about, you know, they were, they were thinking about coming out to visit with my parents. And they said, so, you know, what do you, you, you guys fish out there? Oh, yeah, we fish. Yeah. Yeah, we got hunting. We have all kinds of stuff like that. And you know, we do all these other things. Oh, really? It sounds like a great place. Like, yep. Just want to let you know, though, it's, it's kind of red. <laughs> what do you mean by red? Well, <clears throat> it's a little more conservative than around here. Well, what do you mean? Well, didn't you hear? We we fish. <laughs> yeah. And we hunt. <laughs> People own more than one gun. <laughs> and they have more than a round of bullets. That's right. And by the way, we have a we have a Republican representative like, well, wait, you don't live in Seattle? No, we don't live in Seattle. <laughs> You know, I it, and I, I I mentioned this in the last segment. For better or for worse, Hanford is is kind of the 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 pushpin that you put in this region uh, to to describe you know this area for for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's like oh, you live next to Hanford, and then and then you get the you know the, the arms coming out of the head, the three eyed fish, and. You know, all the zombies that are around here because, you know, you live so close to, you know, we all glow at night and all that other stuff. How do you describe the Tri-Cities? Obviously, we all know, any of us who have been here for even just a couple of years, know the 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 benefits of living in an area this, in this location, this size, this close enough to big city if you want to go do the big city thing, you can, but you don't have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Um, that's that's one thing for me. You know, yeah, I wish there was a few more things to do here. I, I've said this before. You know, a couple more things to do here, you know, on the entertainment side or, you know, something like that would be nice. But I, I, I don't I don't want for very much. You know, I can, you know, if I have to, I, you know, I go to Spokane. Well, I have to because my mom lives there, so I got to do that. But you know, I don't. You know, if I really, really want big city, I'll go to Portland or Seattle for a weekend, and that that'll satisfy it for a while, right? I'm pretty simple. <laughs> I, I like. I, I like. I'm I glad like, you said that. <laughs> I like a place that where the where the biggest crowds are are, are Avengers opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. You know, I can. I that's that. That's my. That's my pace. I'm good there. That's right. But uh, where, where rush hour lasts 15 minutes? I, I don't know. I, I think if I were to tell somebody about this place, I would tell them how dynamic it is for for a small town. That it really is. It, it's it's much farther. It, it, it's much farther along as far as for what people would would believe for a smaller community. It really is. True. Um, it's 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 a unique area to live, and there's really no place you can compare the Tri Cities to anywhere in the world, in my opinion. 
That's all for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Don't go anywhere, though. All your news, weather, and traffic is next on the Afternoon Report.